Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Creative Imbalance Podcast. Like always, I am your host Sean Siriani, and we have a very special episode for you. This week's guest is Lips of the Legendary Anvil. You may know him from the incredible documentary Anvil, the story of Anvil. It was released in 2008 and is now on Netflix And if you haven't seen this, in the words of David Grawl, everybody must see this movie. It's a story about passion. It's a story about never giving up on your dreams and never giving up on yourself. This interview is great because he lets us know where he is a decade after the conclusion of that documentary. And uh, yeah, we just have a lot of fucking candid talk about being one of the main influences on an entire genre that changed the world and also kind of being left behind a bit, even though you're like one of the originators. And uh, yeah, just overall lips. He has a beautiful soul. And it's cool because I was thinking like a lot of these interviews, you are getting to know them as I'm getting to know them like Usually, I shake their hand five minutes before we turn on the microphone, and um, and so we rock this interview. And then afterwards, we just hung out for two to three hours at the at our sponsor, the Pacific Junction Hotel, the bar attached to Girth Radio Studio, uh, ate some pizza, and just continued our conversation and went deeper and deeper and deeper. And part of me wishes. That was the episode, even though we recorded a great episode prior. But uh, yeah, I just want to say, Lips, if you're listening to this, I really appreciate that candid moment. And it was a beautiful conversation. And maybe down the road, I can get you back in and we can talk about some of those themes we were talking about after this interview and do like a part two a year from now. But uh, yeah, it was an honor to have you in here. And just so you know, anybody who is listening on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, that each episode has its own page at www.girthradio.com. You can see pictures of me and Lips in the studio. We'll have some links to Anvil music videos and the trailer to the movie if you have not seen this movie. And that's all I got to say for an intro. We're going to get into this. Here's Lips from Anvil coming at you right now. Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio. Lips, thank you for coming here. I really appreciate it. And no problem. <laughs> what's uh, what's cool about your story is, um, I've been a metalhead my entire life, and I didn't live through the era you did in the '80s. I was born in '85. Discovered metal probably when I was about 13, 14. Okay, so you're a young guy. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say young. I'm getting up there. I'm getting some grays, but <laughs> um, but uh, every time I was I was so fascinated, I would go back in the history, and a lot of the mainstream media would only talk about the big four 
and just more stuff that's been commercial. And it was very eye-opening about 10 years ago when the story of Anvil came out and I finally watched this movie. And I got introduced to you guys who are a big innovation of that entire scene and came before a lot of these bands and yeah we were (laughs) yeah when we when we came up in canada we were really the only thing really pretty much in north america that's so interesting which is really weird and i i i mean it was it was an up uphill battle because it wasn't it wasn't really hard rock was not really something that's conducive to Canada. Yes. Not really. And um prior to the name Anvil, am I correct the band was called Lips? That's right. Yeah, so yeah. like after you was it like you were well, yeah, trying to I mean, do a solo well, the, thing? The or? thing is uh, we started we put the band well I mean I've been playing with the drummer since 73. <laughs> so I mean wow, it, it, yeah. it goes back a lot further than than the recorded history, recording history, you know what I mean? Mhm. Um, you know, when Black Sabbath was still together and putting out albums. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? <laughs> was was that like the the big, original? Yeah, the original thing. <laughs> yeah. Was was Sabbath the the main influence for you guys to get really heavy or like? Cause... Well, no, not yes and no because it was it was when we started out as kids. Obviously that early you're only talking about just after Hendrix yeah so really it's the, the same ingredients that brought us Black Sabbath and Deep Purple is part of what part of I mean they're only a few years older yeah. than me so that realistically I was listening to the same influences as they were yeah and it's i guess it's like the natural evolution of how rock music yeah, everybody was going listens to each other and yeah. gets inspired by what came before them by the older guys yeah and louder you know, faster I, heavier yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you want to outdo yeah, them and... it depends on how you want to look at it um the faster to 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 rob and i what fast was was deep, what deep purple was mm-hmm. um and in the, in the early seventies, it was not was not it was kind of a known thing that those guys were using amphetamines, and it was yeah, just every different times. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, like it's not that I used amphetamines, but I was attracted. I was attracted to the bands that did, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And that, that obviously stuff like Lemmy, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. that's really the same tree and roots that we're talking about. Right? Yeah. And it's 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 awesome. Like you name like a guy like Lemmy, and seeing him in like I rewatched your documentary again, and it, it was cool to go back. And I forgot how many legends are just throughout this whole thing, just praising you guys for what you've done and still are doing in your lives. Yeah, and, luckily, yeah. luckily, I because I never did, I never did hard drugs, and I don't drink. Yeah. I've got some longevity. I'm 62, so I'm, I'm, I'm in great, great health, which is a good thing. Yeah. Touch wood, you know. But um, there's a lot of guys from my era that are dropping off like flies, mm-hmm. right? And there's a lot of guys that are retiring because they've just there's nothing left. 
Yeah, yeah. Like how long you're gonna do it? Mm-hmm. Right. It's yeah. What do you th- What do you think the attraction is to the drugs and alcohol? Is it just being on the road and wanting to like? Uh, I don't know is that. It it, an image I don't. Thing you know, or it, I, escape think it, or? I think it. It's part of it. Part of it is boredom. Mm, yeah. It's, and I it's, mean, ultimately, I think that that's what it really comes down to is a lot of boredom. It comes down to um, not being able to justify when you do get success because, come on, this is not, it's not like going to become a doctor. Mm-hmm. No, it's okay, its own you, you thing. You get success and you're going, why is everybody looking at me? I'm just doing what comes <laughs> naturally. I'm, I'm hacking around, having a good time, and it's all of a sudden I'm making money. Yeah, and yeah. you can't really, how do you justify it? Yeah. Some guys can't. Mm-hmm. And bury themselves in in a lot of drug abuse to bury that mm-hmm. justification. Yeah, and lots of people are unaware who are not touring musicians. They maybe just see musicians in music videos, and they they'll go to their concerts or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, the whole time's a party," but there's a lot of downtime waiting and, for and there's, the there's a venue, certain travel level of a lot of guys are so uh, incredible d- deep deep insecurity. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of ego comes from. That's where a lot of, yeah, you know, everything. And really. the uncertainty, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And dealing with, with the constant scrutiny, because it is constant scrutiny. It's not, you'd, you'd think it was the opposite, that it's constant praise, but it's actually quite the other way around. It's more, more like constant scrutiny. Oh, wow. Like, no matter how big you get, there's always, there's, everybody's, there, there is a huge, huge undertow to pull you down and definitely and d- discredit you, um, um, you know, mm-hmm. it's, and it's not, it's not all as it seems. Let's yeah, it that and way. definitely. And what's amazing about you, Lips, is you, that you don't let that get you down. You no, I don't. You power I, I, I through don't. it. I like... some, somehow I've been able to battle those 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 demons, and and I I don't let them get too much of a grip on me. Yeah. But but uh, but I am aware that they're there, and you can't you, you can't do anything about it. Yeah, and I think throughout your test of time and your music career, you had so many awesome just fuck you moments i did it like to haters or whatever and like yeah but uh, it, they're they're very very short-lived mm-hmm. they're very short-lived and and there's there's really not a lot of that's not really a lot of of payment no <laughs> or none at like all it, like. it, it's really short-lived and mm-hmm. it's it's not something that you that that is you sort of um can survive off of no not at all it, it isn't quite as it's like what i say it's not quite as as glorious as people might imagine mm-hmm. and what i mean by constant scrutiny is no matter how big you get there's there's the naysayers mm-hmm. that have been there since since day one it'll never last you're there's no talent um I don't like your lyrics. I don't like your music. I don't like you. I, you know, like, <laughs> how do you battle that? Yeah. And it's constant. Yeah. Nonsense. You know, that you, you get to a certain plateau. Oh, it, it'll, it, you know, people said, hey, that the movie, yeah, so what? You got a movie. 
you know, it, it started when you see so you got a first album. Oh, so what? Yeah, then you it's got almost a second every, album. everything you oh, do. So you got a, <laughs> yeah. a second album. You yeah. start, you got a second album. Big yeah. deal. Oh, you got a third album. Big deal. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it, it's been like that all along. Finally, we get a movie, and everyone's going, "Oh, that'll last about ten minutes." Well, here we are, ten years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's right? it's on and, Netflix. And it's, it's, yeah, There's exactly. new. And I've been yeah. traveling the world, and I have not stopped touring, and not, and and for, for the first time in forty years, I'm actually really, sincerely making a living at doing this. Fuck yeah! It's Alex. not it's not about making a million bucks, and never has been mm-hmm. for me. It's about not having to do deliveries, not having to take day jobs, not having to do things you don't want to do, just to survive. Yeah, and like it's about yeah. what about just doing what I love, and living off that. That would that's a dream come true, isn't it? Yeah. Ultimately, it's, it's not. It's not about a million bucks. It's about let me do what I want, and without without being. Mm-hmm. Without, you know... Uh, yeah, you're like, pretty much, this is me, this is who I am, and I'm pushing towards this till the day I die, pretty well, much. Well, yeah. now it's like, it's sort of like the home run. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I hit the ball out of the park, and I can take my time around the bases, and I'm good till I'm finished. Yeah. Like, until I'm physically, and like, gone. Yeah. Right? I, uh, I, I got to the, I finally got over... The hill and i'm into the blue the blue yonder you know what i'm saying it's as far as as far as having to worry about making a living at doing it i am making a living at doing it and it's not going to go away certainly if anything the movie is cemented work forever for the rest of my life no mm-hmm. question about it and i still won't be seen by all the people that will want to see me mm-hmm. but to that degree mm-hmm. so the, the the bottle is overflowing. No, this is awesome to hear. I was going to ask you yeah, how so things been because uh, yeah, pretty much from the story I know is up to the movie, and this is fantastic. I love. I'm like so inspired by this. Yeah, well, that's what, how it ultimately ended up is that, that that the movie made it made it possible for me to make a living. No, I'm not Metallica. No, I'm not an ACDC. But quite frankly, who the hell wants that? Yeah, no. <laughs> you know that. Yeah. They admire me. They they yes. they wish they were me. That's what I love so much I mean, of on, these on, moments. Honestly, and yeah. why? Because I got I got to do it in my own terms, the way I wanted to do it. I never had to I've never had to compromise anything I've ever done in my entire life mm-hmm. with my music. Ever. Nothing. Yeah. And even the next generations and have I been don't inspired. have the pressure or stress. Where's your hit single? Mm-hmm. Never had that. Yeah. never had a hit single. Yeah. It's like uh, I, I have a lot of friends who have been recently signed to labels. And it's interesting. Like sometimes they're get, they get pushed towards directions that they do not want to go uh, artistically because whatever is the new style. And like they're trying to like really capitalize not – the people making the music themselves but the the labels are on trying to capitalize on the business aspect of it and trying to kind of put music into a formula when sometimes it's not sometimes you or like it never should be well, like luckily, that it should be luckily like, I, I i look at myself i'm i'm canadian i never mm-hmm. had to follow follow or be part of any any trend mm-hmm. 
No, you you uh, built the trends. Yeah, I'm or whatever. It doesn't even matter. Yeah, yeah. I am who I am. What I do, what I do, and yeah. it doesn't matter what anybody else does. Mm-hmm. And I've I've kind of looked at my at my uh, existence much like that. I was an anomaly to begin with. So, what's the difference? Yeah, definitely. I'm, I just stay with that identity for a lifetime. It's people can work a whole lifetime to find their identity. Mm-hmm. But I found my luckily I found my identity very young and I've been stayed with it. Yeah. It's I don't really care what's in style or what is out of style it, to the point because and and what that did in eventuality is it it I created a genre a genre got basically created from what I did. Yeah, and even like... And I, I wasn't like I was out to do that. All I was out to, to do was to find who I am, who and what I was and go with it. That's all That's all any artist wants to do. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. Van Gogh had his style. You can tell yeah, every, yeah. Van Gogh, every Van Gogh painting. You can. Yeah. I'm sure Picasso made something and people are like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> but yeah, and if, it's something to him. But he yeah. found himself too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I actually was just recently at the Picasso Museum in Spain and I, I, looked, cool. at, I looked at his at his evolution. And he started out as a regular, a regular type of painter and went to regular school, but he found his own way. Yes. He found yeah. his own way and made his own style that no matter what painting you look at, you go, that's a Picasso. You can tell. Mm-hmm. And, well, that's the same thing as an Anvil album. You put the, you, you click the, the go button and in three seconds you go, that's Anvil. Definitely. And that's what it should be. Yeah. It's supposed to be a brand name. It's like... You know what Rice Krispies looks like. You know what ivory soap smells like. You know what... You, mm-hmm. it, it's a brand that that never changes. Yeah, and uh, yeah, speaking... And you never uh, get dis, uh, dissatisfied with it because it's giving you everything that you want out of it no matter when you, when you purchase it. Mm-hmm. And if, it, if it's 10 years ago, you're going to go, wow, that's... That's that's a, that's a good song. Doesn't matter. Ten years later, a good song is a good song. Mm-hmm. Th- 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 ultimately, that's the way yeah, to look at it. It stands the test of time. And yeah, yeah like uh, this year, you released "Pounding the Pavement," and to what you're saying too, it matches up with everything you do. It sounds like Anvil. You're not like trying to morph into whatever no, is. No, it's, hip, it's uh, completely, completely us. It's not. And not, there is no time, mm-hmm. essence of time, in in the sense that, oh, this, you could tell that this song was written in 2017, or this song was written in 1980. No. There should be, you shouldn't really be able to tell the difference. Yeah, that's what's cool about your library, too. You can take the whole discography, put it on shuffle, and all just mix together in like it an should, awesome way. It should, if you yeah. want it to. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was era, there was an era through the '90s that we, we did a lot of experimental stuff. Oh, cool! Like, um, do you have like any one album to in your mind that's like really, a little bit yeah, off the, the track? Yeah, yeah was... I think I think plugged in permanent was one of those was a record like that and it was 
extraordinarily weird. <laughs> nice. did a lot of progressive uh, style writing where you just putting parts together for the sake of putting parts together. <laughs> because they're cohesive. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of interested to check this out now, but yeah, it's, I kind of I, I like the charm of you guys just fucking around and trying to do something different. Yeah, just, yeah. you know, um, really self-indulgent. Really? What like, happens if we did this? What happens if we did that? Yeah. Um, why don't we experiment with... Let's experiment with what the little what the young kids are doing, and I mean, yeah, it's sort of like you inspire a whole thing of this speed metal stuff, and then you go and you listen to some of it, and you're going, "What the hell is that?" Yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're citing yeah. us as an influence. I'm going, "What the? Yeah. F- I, some I, rapper or something?" Yeah, I, I don't get that, but you know what? Why don't we try that? Yeah, we never did that. Mm-hmm. You kind of add back what you added in but it's been reconstituted re-evaluated re-hashed in a completely different mindset than what you did initially so some of those elements we experimented with like um, there are certain songs on certain albums um, where we actually use what they call blast beats Oh yeah, I'm familiar with those. And it's yeah. like, what the hell is this? Brutal. <laughs> it just, it's so fast that. Yeah. Did you just want to like kind of outdo yourself or outspeed well, yourself? Well, just or... see what. It, but we put it into. But actually, in in the insanity, it actually we made sense. They were sensible parts. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Did you kind of make it like rib, rhythmic? Where or... they? Yeah. Where the the blast beats actually fit in with the regular with the other stuff. It's hard to explain, but yeah, yeah, it's cool. Y- you know, you kind of because we use things because I use things logically and rationally instead of just sporadically putting this stuff into the music. I actually put it in in a, in a, in a specific use for a specific. Yeah, it's calculated in a yeah, way. Yeah, calculated way. Cool, man. And um, one thing that I loved about like rewatching this documentary and. Like, uh, basically, we kind of touched upon you inspired this genre. And for a while, you guys were just hidden to a lot of, like, the mainstream media until the documentary. But it's wicked to see guys like Scotty and saying we saw them and then we got scared if we could keep up with them. And Slash saying everybody just kind of ripped them off and left them in the dirt. I'm trying to put this in perspective of people who've never heard of Anvil before of how respected you are. And even as I was searching through YouTube, I seen an uncut version of Lars interview. And I know you guys only took like maybe a couple minutes of what he said in that movie, but there was like a solid half hour of him just praising how the boys would talk about you. And like, maybe there wouldn't have been like a kill them all if, it wasn't for Anvil. Or, no, there no. probably wouldn't be. But yeah. the, the, the whole point and what Lars was saying is, look at these guys. They've enjoyed their life. <laughs> They've had a really, really good run and a good time of it, whereas a lot of bands like himself wouldn't have had that kind of time. Yeah. Cause... They didn't have the pressures Metallica had. Mm-hmm. So I could do, I could experiment with blast beats. I could do, I could do... 
a song like Dirty Dorothy or I could yeah. do a song like I'm a Mad Dog or I could do a song like I had complete, complete open, open windows and doors to do anything I wanted to do without having to worry about consequences, whether it's like, disliked. Mm-hmm. And they've been through their waves of their career too. It's yeah, just well, they, with, they, when they, they want to experiment. They, yeah, they... they no, when you make it doing a certain formula, you got to stick to that. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you're going to lose your position in line. Yeah. It's just the way it works. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it works. So they don't have those, don't have that freedom. Yeah, definitely. And these are the things that I was talking about earlier that, that they admire about us is that stuff they, you know, they always like what somebody else has. The pasture's always greener on the other side. Yeah, definitely. They're, they're probably like some days they wish they can do something as simple as walk to the store without getting noticed. And like, it's, it's just yeah, like I mean, that, things you the, take for granted. Thing, you know, you, you know, that having, I mean, you could say that about fame too, because, you know, you lose your, you lose your anonymity. Mm-hmm. You do. Yeah. And I mean, it's, I, I've had an, I have enough of a taste of it to understand. I haven't under, to, to have actually understand why big, massive, visibly uh, uh, people who are you know visibly identifiable. Mm-hmm. It becomes impossible to live. You 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 can't. Yeah. Not like a normal person. You can't. No, not at all. And and you know for the most part I still do. But as a result of the visible, my visible identity as being given away, mm-hmm. I've lost a great deal of that. Yeah. So I, I understand how they can, how you come to, I'm going to go hide. Yeah. And why they hide and what brings you there. Yeah. One thing, like, I'm just thinking now, it's so cool that you have both perspectives of the megastar and still like very in touch of being a normal person firmly planted on the ground it's a perfect to me it's a perfect thing i i i wouldn't want it's like i said i don't want the massive massive stardom Mm -hmm. i don't think i don't think anybody in their right mind would really want that yeah, it's so interesting. And that's but, what that's what drives some of these guys to kill themselves because it's 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 no it's not a pleasure cruise. It isn't. No, they get there and then bam, it's it lonely. Just, yeah, you couldn't imagine how lonely it could be. Mm-hmm. Like, how isolation do you make friends? How do you make friends with everybody? Anybody? How? how? Yeah. Even if everybody has an, a motive to be your friend only because of who and what you do, and who you are. That really sucks. Yeah, and I, I, it's not. What about me as a human being? Mm-hmm. What about that? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, like in the back of your mind too, it's like if you're in that position too, you're never gonna, you're, you're never going to end up married if you if you didn't get married mm-hmm. before the before the stardom, and if you could hold on to the marriage, you're never going to get married afterwards. It ain't, it's never going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's too much of a cluster. How are you going to how how are you ever going to? It's almost impossible. Yeah. And that's probably why you see stars marrying other stars so often, too, because they're yeah. both kind of like in and that then, same and then position. It's just, a, it's just a cluster, a yeah. cluster chuck. You know <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah. They turn um, into like zoo animals in the yeah, way. Yeah, well, and, and at each other's throats and jealous of each other. Yeah. I don't think that works either. 
No. To a yeah. great degree. So it's it it can you know life can be real hell. Yeah. It can turn into a real hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blessings and curses. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sometimes everything you wish for isn't what you really wish for. <laughs> like it's like just turns into something else and yeah it's really interesting to hear all these different perspectives especially coming from you who've seen both sides of everything yeah and i got i know the people personally yeah some of the you know some of the people personally i couldn't imagine what it would be like to be uh, sir paul mccartney no like how like, do you how, what do you do at, you know when linda when linda mccartney passed away what do you do yeah. how are you going to ever find happiness with a, another woman like that yeah it's just you're just always the beetle you know and... i mean he obviously tried right mm-hmm. and then that ended up in a real a real mess yeah, right yeah but but i mean i i, I don't know like the, the loneliness i i, I no thanks <laughs> <laughs> no thanks yeah man. yeah and cheers to that yeah i know we're drinking ginger ale but yeah. <laughs> um it's also weird how I stereotyped you to wanting a beer <laughs> when you came in. It's like I'm, I guess I'm thing I got connected with metalheads in, in no, my yeah, head. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. A, I've never been a drinker. Yeah, that's that's great though. Like in, I'm actually ridiculously conservative. Oh really? Yeah. But I'm not right wing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. You know, I'm not a. I'm not a big, a big uh, supporter of right wing concepts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever that might be. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I try to stray a little way away from uh, politics, but if you you're welcome you know, to talk like the, and the speak the your word on laws, here. I think they should have left them alone. Mm-hmm. I know that doesn't sound like it makes any sense coming from a person like me, but I think they yeah. should have left it alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like leave it how it is, and just because it's people are still gonna do it and. They're not, not really like in Canada, at least not getting locked up for it. Or well, really. it's just it's it's still not, either leave it like it is or or do it a lot more gradually. Mm-hmm. Like you think it's just going to be it's like going too fast, almost like yeah, they're, flip, they're flipping they're, the switch. Like yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I, yeah, and and there, there's a lot of stuff that they're just not ready for, and that just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't. It just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I don't. I don't, I I have very, very strong objection to mm. people being allowed to smoke it out on the street. Oh, okay, and in yeah. in public. Yeah. I've got a problem with that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And um, is it, was there any, like, situation well, in your no, life? Well, no, 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 it's, it's not that, <laughs> you know, they're worried about kids getting their hands on it. Well, they're going to pick up the the roaches off the street yeah. aren't they yeah that's a that's a true you know, no one ever yeah. th- why, why is no one thinking about these things mm-hmm. oh but you got to be 18 oh you got that da, 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 all the it's like you guys are not like no one's thinking they're mm-hmm. just doing yeah, yeah it's like i don't that's why you're not allowed to drink on the on the street yeah yeah it's like uh yeah, it is. It is I mean, similar to reason, yeah, yeah. These are the there, there were reasons that our things are were put in place, and there and and that's kind of how I feel. Um, 
But then, you know, some some would say, like, you know, like the Sasha Baron Cohen that did the spoof on, on let's give three-year-olds the opportunity to shoot guns. <laughs> is, is this on so, his uh, new one? Yeah, I yeah, don't know if you, have, ever, if you I, saw I, it. I've uh, seen a couple episodes yeah, so far, he yeah. Spoofed, he spoofed a, a, a congressman saying, you know, let's, let's, let's make it legal for for children to, to to have guns and then they can they can protect themselves in in school yeah i lo- i love his angles of comedy like, and it's... the guy went yeah that, yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 that's a great idea well <laughs> and you know, what is it yeah i i love um, how he's uh rebranded himself too because the Borat, the Ali G, they got too famous. So now, like, he can't, like, trick all these politicians. But now he's made a bunch of new characters. Oh, and I he's know. just it's big just, and just deep. Absolutely and um, yeah. I see a, a friend of mine, uh, he kind of got tricked and he's on the season. They filmed it last year and he's a battle rap MC. So he's been doing this for about, like, 10 years. He's doing rap battles. Right. And uh, last year, he thought he battled us like a teacher Uh, (laughs) and just last month when they released uh, Sasha's new show they finally revealed to him it's like oh no that was Borat he was like oh I wish I knew that would have had so many like angles but uh yeah yeah so he tricked him too which is awesome and yeah it's a great show too yeah but I'm you know like I can be over a a little bit conservative in that in that way um Mm -hmm. And then driving laws. Yeah, that's now, where it worries been, me. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely ludicrous. You think about this. Mm-hmm. People have been driving and smoking joints behind the wheel for 50 fucking years. Yeah. And now they're making it legal, and it's like all of a sudden, hey, you can't do that, <laughs> and we're going to start testing everybody. It's like, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just, I got a big question mark on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe lips. And what's yeah. what's what's the sobriety test for marijuana smokers, especially people who are are constantly stoned, which is normal. Yeah, and it's almost it hits everybody a different way, like almost more intense than well, alcohol. Yeah, right? and that's right. And yeah. and the other the other aspect of it, people who are long term smokers. Mm-hmm. Long-term smokers, when you smoke, you're get, smoking to get normal. Yeah, <laughs> you're not even getting high. Yeah, yeah, you're just tr- it, you're, you're, chilling you're, out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. What you're doing is you're making yourself tolerant of the world around you. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> when you don't smoke, you get all grumpy. So you smoke a joint, and you're all of a sudden now you're calmed down and you're yeah. you're okay with everything. Yeah. Um. Uh, so you have to ask yourself what, at what, at what, what is impaired mm-hmm. on marijuana yeah is is there such thing as being impaired on marijuana it's almost that, um, that's a thing i gotta because some people have such a huge tolerance to it you're not impaired at all mm-hmm. it's almost like so unmeasurable where like some people with alcohol they know okay this after one beer this happens after two beers this happens but oh, there's so the many strains in different. It's not, it's not the same thing. It's a, a dice roll every fucking time you yeah, do it. Yeah, no, it's not the same. It's yeah. not the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just not. Yeah. That's, you can't just like you can't compare apples to oranges. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't compare alcohol to marijuana. They're mm-hmm. not the same. Yeah. You cannot overdose on marijuana. You don't. You can't over smoke. 
<laughs> you can think you need a you're dying, but you're you're not dying. You're not gonna over, you can't yeah. oversmoke. Yeah, it's been so proven. So what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Like ultimately, what does that mean? Okay, so let's say you ingest it. So you eat it. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what will happen if you eat too much? You're gonna puke. Yeah. Or That's just, what's gonna happen. Or you think you're fine, you're and gonna, then you're behind you're the wheel. You're not gonna overdose. Then, yeah. You're gonna puke mm-hmm. before you're gonna overdose. Yeah. Long before. Yeah. Yeah. True. So. Um, I don't think, and I don't think they should have gone, and my whole feeling is you don't go legalize it until you've got all the information. Mm-hmm. Until all information is in, you just don't legalize anything like that. Yeah, yeah. We've got enough of a problem and um, as far as our society is concerned with with cigarettes, okay, in the sense that the the effect that it's had on people's health and on our health system and everything to do with that. Don't we have enough of a burden with that? Why are we adding yet another element? Yeah. Why? Another thing going in your lungs and That's just right. making it more just, complex. So I'm and, just saying that it's, I don't, I don't think there's enough, <laughs> enough information. And I don't think that there's enough thought pre-thought what are we doing yeah yeah like what are we doing what is this our our society doing Mm -hmm. and you get you got a lot of like strong and solid opinions on this with would you ever think of like going into office or oh hell no 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 yeah (laughs) i'm not i'm not that i'm not i think that in order to go into into office i think that your your whole level of narcissism has to be way to way to way to way to hell up there okay yeah yeah just uh almost control i mean, I mean it's just like uh, i think that everybody ends up doing what they're comfortable with mm-hmm. and if, if you're comfortable with being a politician then that means you probably have a huge opinion of yourself yeah i think it comes with it mm-hmm. in the same sense that if you want to become a policeman, probably you were the, the nosy, yeah, the the, 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 the rat the, of the class, the, the, <laughs> the, the nosy guy that was in class that was the bully, mm, yeah, right. You want to know what everybody else is doing, and you want you're part of everybody else's business, and you're poking your nose in where it probably doesn't belong, yeah, and you're pushing people around. That's a perfect cop. Yeah. Let's take this to another <laughs> level <laughs> and then give me a badge and a gun. Yeah. 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 But I, I believe that that's how, what, what makes people what they are or where they end up mm-hmm. is those per- personality traits. What, what's, what is your, what's in your soul? Where are you going? Yeah. And where is that going to lead you and what kind of person you are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that, that's. And it, it's cool to see how you totally embraced your personality and it's just all sharing energy with humans basically entertainment energy and uh yeah from like seeing old school clips of you guys on stage doing metal on metal in front of like a field of thousands of people pulling out a vibrator and playing guitar with it it's just like it's you projected fun and you still do yeah and it's it's um i I really want people to see this movie whether they like metal or not too because it's just something about embracing your best self and bringing it to a next level and never being apologetic for it i believe 
That's yeah. right. Yeah. It's it's doing what you love and getting away with it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> that, that's what that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. It's it's a movie about living your life to the fullest and to its its biggest potential. Mm-hmm. And not caring what anybody else thinks. Yeah. And actually, today I watched a, a cool clip of you guys playing at an awards show, and uh, Dave Grawl introduced you right, guys. Right, that's and, Spirit Awards. Yeah, and as he was introducing it, you guys, he kind of corrected himself. He's like, every musician should see... He's like, no, every person should see this movie, as I think it's something special, and uh, I don't... I don't know. I come well, across it's about the, following your yeah. dreams and your desires. If we all did that, you know how great this world would be. Mm-hmm. You'd actually smiles be able to, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. You'd be able to go sit down in a restaurant, and the, they'd want to feed you mm-hmm. without you paying. Yeah, yeah. Because the guy who's cooking loves to cook so much and see how it's making you feel. Mm-hmm. He'd want to give you that meal for free. Yeah, and maybe you'd we could go better, back to like a barter system. You'd be getting system. better deals that the server will put it down on your on your uh, on your table and not frown at you. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like it would change everything about life. Mhm. And even like uh I see some people like whether it's like not even always like a creative path, but I see sometimes people will try things and after their first stumble, they might get a little anxiety about it and quit. But uh, I think you're a good example of just keep fucking doing what's in the core of your heart. Like, who gives a fuck? (laughs) Like, keep swinging. That is part of you. There's a reason why you were compelled to do whatever you were trying to do in the first place. And yeah, Yeah, and just like you see, you see a goal, and you don't stop till you get there. mm -hmm. And like, even sometimes the stumbles is a lesson. It's not even so much about the goal; it's the journey there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Ups, downs. I mean, ultimately, mm. it's what are you doing with your time mm-hmm. and your life? You can't get it back. So why waste it? Fuck yeah, Lips. I think we're going to end it with that quote. Anything <laughs> else you want to say? Or? No, I think I'm good. <laughs> All right, fantastic. Guys, check out Pounding the Pavement. It's on pretty much every like uh, streaming music service. Buy it. Buy the physical copy of uh, if you search Anvil, Google them. Um, we got a Facebook page, so you can find yeah, us on there. Follow that. You guys still playing shows? I see as well. Oh, absolutely, Fuck nonstop. Yeah. Good shit. It's so cool to hear the aftermath of the the movie and see you smiling. You're doing good, and it's great to just hear you're making a living doing what you love. And yep, that's it. Yeah, thank you so much, Steve. You're so welcome. Hello, everybody. My name's Dave Grohl. How are you? Nice to meet you. I'm a musician. I'm a rock musician from Springfield, Virginia. And uh, I'm here tonight for one reason. I'm a high school dropout. Uh, I worked in a furniture warehouse. I played rock and roll music. And I got lucky. I was in the right place at the right time. I'm here for Anvil tonight. Now look, here's the thing. Every, I was gonna come up and I was gonna say every musician should watch this movie, Anvil, the story of Anvil. I was gonna say every musician needs to see this movie. But then you know what? I decided every single one of you needs to see this movie because it's a lesson. It's a lesson in perseverance. It's a lesson in passion. It's a lesson 
in, uh, in doing something from the heart. And uh, I feel like tonight, for the second time in my life, I'm in the right place at the right time because I get to introduce a great rock and roll band,
you know it's the only way? Metal on metal till our dying day. Metal on metal.